Hello and welcome to HipCast, the podcast here to improve hip fracture care. So good morning, um, everybody, um, and welcome to our inaugural Australia Hip Fracture Registry Golden Hip um, Award. I'm, I'm Jackie Close. I'm a geriatrician um, in Sydney, New South Wales, and co-hosting with me today is Catherine McDougall. Now, Catherine, uh, for many of you will know, she is an orthopaedic surgeon up at the Prince Charles in Queensland, and Catherine is currently transitioning um, to the role of the orthopaedic co-chair of the registry, um, as Ian will be stepping down um, later this year. So, uh, so Catherine has uh, the pleasure of, uh, of co-hosting with me. So before we uh, kick off proceedings, um, I'd just like to do an acknowledgement um, of country. So in the spirit of reconciliation, the ANZ HFR acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people today. So in terms of the, uh, the Golden Hip Award, um, I'm sure some of you are wondering where the idea um, came from. Um, it's not a new award internationally. So in Scotland, the Hip Fracture Registry in Scotland has been awarding the Golden Hip um, on an annual basis. Many of you will know that Elizabeth Armstrong stepped down as our Australian Hip Fracture Manager um, this year. And of course, we had a little um, collection for her and I, I went to speak to her to see what we could potentially um, buy her rather than buy her something that goes on eBay the following week. Um, and she said that she would really like something done that acknowledges the work of all the participating sites of the uh, registry. And Elizabeth had been in contact with the uh, Scottish Hip Fracture Registry, and it suggested this might be the way forward. So it's really been uh, Elizabeth um, that has potentially um, set the scene for the start of the Golden Hip Awards, and it's something that we hope to be able to continue um, over the year. The hip has actually been made in Scotland um, and is winging its way over to us, um, and when it gets there, we will be delivering it to the winning um, site so in terms of the, the winner and how you become the winner of this particular um, award, we have chosen to look at the patient level quality um, indicators that we collect in the registry because these are all aligned to our national um, quality standard. And essentially, to be in the top 10, you really have to be good at most things and very good at some things. Um, so it's really an award for all-rounders. So I know there are hospitals that are very good at one particular aspect of care, but maybe other aspects, they've still got a little bit more work to do. So these top 10 hospitals really have demonstrated that they're pretty good across the board. I mean, the other reason for awarding it this way is actually to achieve this level of performance. This is not about one department working well together. For, for, to achieve this award, you have, your emergency department has to be involved, involved your orthopaedic department, your theatres, your geriatric medicine department. In terms of your disciplines, it's nursing, allied health, geriatric medicine, orthopaedic surgery, emergency department. So it really is an all-rounder um, in terms of the award. And the quality indicators we're awarding um, against, so these are the um, where people are performing well, cognitive assessment using a validated tool in advance of surgery pain assessment and management, 
involvement of geriatric medicine in care, time to surgery, unrestricted weight-bearing and first-day walking, pressure injury prevention, and secondary fracture prevention. So you can see there are a broad range of indicators. So we're just acknowledging the top 10 hospitals, but, but I, I think Catherine and I would both say that there have been a lot of hospitals who have done extremely well um, over the past um, year. Each of those top 10 hospitals will receive a certificate. You will notice that one of the hospitals is not named. Um, so being named is optional and one hospital had not opted um, to be named. So we can't let you know the name of that hospital. So without further ado, I will hand over to Catherine. Thank you, Jackie. It's now my great pleasure to welcome the Honourable Greg Hunt MP, Minister for Health and Aged Care to our presentation today. Mr Hunt was elected to the House of Representatives as Member for Flinders in 2001. He has previously served as Minister for the Environment, Minister for Industry, Innovation and Science, and has been serving as the Health Minister since 2017. The ANZ Hip Fracture Registry is very grateful for the funding and the support of the Commonwealth Government, and we are delighted to have Minister Hunt provide this message to our finalists today. Well, welcome everybody to the Australia New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry Golden Hip Award for 2021. And we know, you know, that in any one year, 18,000 people break their hip. That can be agonising, it can be debilitating, and for many older Australians, uh, it can be a catastrophic moment in their journeys. And so the ability to ensure that we get the highest quality orthopaedic care that hip fractures are given the best treatment and therefore the best potential to recover, literally saves lives and protects lives. It improves lives. It also has a big impact on the mental health of those that have been affected. So tonight I want to acknowledge all of our amazing clinicians and the hospitals and the staff within which they work and with whom they work. This work is incredibly important, you know this. You're the ones that, that do it. But I know the patients and uh, I know the impact on the health system and that quality care makes a massive difference. In that concept, concept, registries are a vital part of what we do. They're creating new clinical standards, better clinical standards, better governance, better monitoring. And that is good for everyone. Ultimately, it protects and improves our workforce and protects our patients and gives them better outcomes. So I want to thank all of you here this evening. My job isn't to announce the winner, it's to acknowledge you, but then uh, to call the finalists and uh, the winner of the Golden Hip Award will be announced shortly. But in no particular order, uh, the finalists for the inaugural Golden Hip Award are the Sunshine Coast, University Hospital, Royal North Shore Hospital, Townsville University Hospital, Prince of Wales Hospital, Princess Alexandra Hospital, Concord Repatriation General Hospital, 
the Prince Charles Hospital, Lyle McEwen Hospital, Robina Hospital, the 10th Hospital, which at this point uh, was too modest to be named, but I wish them well. And from amongst that group, all of whom have shown outstanding clinical care standards and human care for their patients. One of you will take home the Golden Hip Award, but all of you have contributed to improved lives and your work will have saved lives and protected lives. I thank you and I honour you. So, who's it going to be? Well, to, re to reveal the winner of the Golden Hip Award, I'm delighted um, to introduce Professor uh, Deborah Picconi. I'm sure many of you already know Deb and have come across her over her many years of, uh, of public service. For those of you who don't know, Deb is currently the um, Chief Executive Officer Officer of the Australian Commission of Safety and Quality in Healthcare, and has in fact been in that position for almost 10 years now. Um, but she's certainly been around the tracks, and particularly in, in New South Wales, and many people from New South Wales will be aware of the great work that she has, uh, has done, including uh, being the Director General of New South Wales Health. Um, I'm, I'm sure a role that she probably wouldn't want to be in at this particular moment in time with a, with a pandemic still uh, it looming. Um, She's never moved far away from her nursing uh, roots, and I can tell you that as a geriatrician, anything that she's done in terms of safety and quality has always, always had an older person um, thought about and at the centre of, uh, of policy and practice. So uh, I'm delighted to introduce to you Professor Deb McConey. Thank you. Thank you, um, Professor Jackie Close. And there's two of me on the screen, which is really, really bad. But that's right, don't worry about it. Um, and also to Dr Catherine McDougall. And I think, um, is Prof Harris there as well? And God bless him as well. So, look, I can't tell you how honoured I feel to participate in today's recognition um, with the Golden Hip Fracture. When Jackie contacted me, I was so excited and I ran around and told everybody about this brilliant award because, I mean, it just says everything, doesn't it? And so, as usual, we had the comedians who suggested I could say things like it was a joint effort. <laughs> um, they should articulate their findings and sock it to them. Now, those three were given to me by a gastroenterologist and that's why they're so bad, the Chief Medical Officer, Prof Duggan, so... I've done my best, but I first became involved, um, originally I wrote, I first became involved when Prof Close chaired our expert working group to develop the uh, Commission's hip fracture clinical care standard. So that's when I started getting re-involved in it. But to be frank with you, it occurred about 45 years ago when I started working. That's how old I am, Jackie. I can see you doing the maths. When I started working on Parks Ground West, that was my first ward and it was an orthopaedic ward. And I remember in the bus going from Prince Henry over to Prince of Wales, a more senior nurse said, oh, what's your first ward? And I, I was all excited. I said, Parks Ground West, and she just went, that's going to be tough because orthopaedics is, is tough. Um, so 
the work that Jackie led was so good um, that the clinical care standard was mandated by all of the Australian health ministers to be implemented in every public and private hospital in Australia. So it's not actually necessary for all clinical care standards. They're not all mandated, but the ministers felt very strongly about this. It went through without any change or amendment, and the ministers, which very rarely happens in the Federation, all agreed on that standard. So uh, a lot of that was Jackie's guidance and, and leadership, and it was a pretty exciting time, I, I have to say to you. But she never rests, and Ian never rests either. So soon after, Prof Close was back seeking support for the continued development of the now famous registry, and as they say, the rest is history. And so we put a very big effort into trying to get the, the money through. We knew how important it was, and the registry had been going for a while, but it really needed a, a beef-up. So I'm here today, I'm humbled by you, I'm always humbled um, by Jackie and Ian particularly, um, by your great clinical leadership, your innovation, your devotion, enthusiasm and your exemplary clinical teaching and research skills. Um, you have and do on a daily basis make the lives of so many patients and their families so much better. So for all those grannies who fell over their dog called Peppy, and I had two grannies do that and fracture their knife. Um, you're the people that are there for them, and things have changed remarkably for them in terms of their care. So the work that you're doing, I, I, I hope that you're really proud of it. You're world leaders, um, and I think that's as good as it gets. That's what we want to do every day. We want to make a difference in people's lives, and you just do it in bucket loads. So before we award our first golden hip. And I was thinking, if I got a golden hip, what would I do with it? Well, you've got to try and get it in a glass box or something outside the ward, you know, so when people walk in, they see your golden hip because that's just how good you are. And how many people get a golden hip? That's the other thing. Um, but I want to remind you of the words of an orthogeriatrician from your last registry report from the Illawarra that I also worked in. And this is what he or she said. For as long as I've been practising in orthogeriatric medicine, I've understood two things. Firstly, it takes a whole hospital to look after older people with a broken hip. And secondly, to change the way we have done things historically, we require data. And I think that just says it all. So it's, it's such a great honour and I'm so thrilled to be here. Everybody in the world knows about it. Um, I hope that you are going to do a media release or something because I'm, it'll get picked up. It's just too good not to be. So, so thank you very much for your kind invitation. Many thanks for that, um, Deb. And uh, you're going to tell us the winner, or I am indeed. So the winner <laughs> of the first. Golden Hip Award in Australia and New Zealand. Is this covering New Zealand as well? Uh, New Zealand have got their separate one. Oh. All right. So the first Golden Hip Award in Australia goes to that magnificent institution, the Princess Alexandria Hospital in Queensland. Congratulations. <laughs> on that.
Congratulations. Thanks, Professor Picconi. Congratulations uh, to the PA. I'd, I'd now like to call upon um, orthopedic surgeon, um, site investigator for the registry, um, Dr. Cameron Cook, to respond. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm very honoured that um, the PA hostels uh, got this award. Um, I really think that um, a hip fracture patient is probably the most vulnerable patient, one of the most vulnerable patients we have. And I think if a hospital looks after a hip fracture patient well, it means that they're able to look after all the other patients. So I think it's a great honour for PA to get this award. Um, just a little bit of history of our neck of femur program. Um, we started in 2006. So um, it was before it was sort of trendy to have um you know, a fracture nurse. And at that time, we were actually one of the worst performing hospitals for looking after these patients on the health round table data. And some of our administrators said, well, we should just send all these patients to another hospital. And, you know, why bother about it? And I argued quite strongly that, you know, we had all the facets to look after these patients mm. at our hospital and that we should be able to do it at our hospital. And it was David Thiel Sr. who was the chair of surgery at the time and he fought really hard for us to look after them at our hospital. And what he agreed to was that we'd have a three-month trial. And in that trial, um, there were two surgeons, myself and Mark Deckers, and we committed to doing the surgeries at seven o'clock in the morning each morning because one of the issues was theatre access for these patients. Mm. They always mm. got pumped by everyone else. Um, we got a fracture nurse, which I think is a linchpin for making any of these programs work working. And we also uh, had a research nurse who was Jenny Lynch. And so this was pre-data um, set, so we had to develop our own data set at the time. And in those three months, we recorded all the data and compared it to the three months previously. And we were able to show that it, there was a significant decrease in length of stay for our patients, reduced by some 10 days. They were getting... Yeah. They were getting to theatres a lot quicker. But one of the most important things were that there was two times more likely uh, likelihood of them getting home to their previous level of independence. And based on that, we got to continue it over the years. And um, I think it's you know just so good to see that we've got the um, national data registry now because mm. it, it's got to be data-driven. If we have data, it makes hospitals improve. Look, there's so many people to, to thank on this, but, you know, that are past and present members of, of the team. But, you know, it's a whole hospital effort. It's not one person. But, you know, the fracture nurses, I think, are the linchpins and pulling it all together. They're the coordinators. Without them, it can't work. And I think that's one of the most critical uh, parts of the program. But you've got to have everyone on board from the ward nurses, the theatre nurses, the anaesthetists, the allied health personnel. ED, as was mentioned before, just everyone needs to be on board. So it's a real tribute to the, everyone in our hospital that we got this award. Just finally, I'd just like to pay tribute to Jenny Lynch, who was um, passionate um, with the program. So she came on board in 2006 and she was um, she helped us develop the program to start with and also the data collection. And I really think, um, you know, sadly she passed away this year, but she was very passionate about the program and she'd be really proud to see what's happened today. So um, thank you. Thank you very much, Cameron, and congratulations again to everyone at the PA. Um, can I ask right at this moment if Naomi and the team who are in the room can also leave their video, turn their videos on, um, as well as Ian Harris <laughs> and you too, Professor Perconi, because we're going to get a, a snapshot photo. Uh, there you go. Make sure you can be seen, team, at the PA. 
Fantastic. We might have to get you to send us one from the room as well. well. <laughs> Golden Hip Award winners for 2021, PA Hospital. Congratulations. Okay, that's terrific. Um, I'll hand back over now to uh, Jackie Close for some closing remarks. Um, thanks very much, Catherine. Uh, and sincere congratulations to, to Princess Alexandra. Well, uh, well done, well deserved. Um, and thanks very much. My phone's going. Sorry. Um, thanks very much, Deb, for for uh, announcing the uh, the winner. Um, we're on a journey. We continue on that journey, and uh, look forward to seeing you all back here next year for the second. Um, Golden Hip Award. Mm. Um, so thanks everybody for your time today. Mm.